switch it. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. The boogeyman is coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe us. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah, we get candy. Boogeyman. Who the boogeyman? The boogeyman. The boogeyman. up everyone welcome to another episode of rotten potatoes a podcast where all of my friends are hanging out with me and we watch movies you absolutely should have seen i think that's all of your friends (laughs) yeah all of them (laughs) i was so focused my thought was like i need to bring energy to this because i'll get ridiculed again and then i just blanked on why what i was even saying how do you feel about dissing dan that bad (laughs) <laughs> he's uh, gonna hear this I'm, yeah i'm cool with it <laughs> Dude, he's hr he can fire you we yeah, didn't even true. talk about dan last episode i think tyler did i, I did him. yeah oh, okay. i brought him up uh in my uh hot take segment uh where we uh new segment where we give recommendations on yeah. things that do have, have nothing to, to do with what dan? we're doing i thought it was a part of our contract with him yeah no it uh you uh you never saw it i forged your signature Oh, I wouldn't have read it anyways. Yeah, that's fair. If somebody gives me something to sign, I just sign it. It it wasn't really much of a contract. It was just uh, he pulled the uh, iTunes ter- terms of service and gave it to us as his contract. So, <laughs> but then he included a clause that said we had to talk about him in every episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. He he, he uh, wrote it in crayon on the bottom. Yeah, that's binding. He's <laughs> not really the best HR guy, <laughs> but he's our HR. He's guy. our. HR guy, business manager, talent booker, you know, everything. He's yeah, failing. Dan. Who have we Except had as a guest? friend. Except friend. <laughs> <laughs> Except for friend. He's everything he's, to us. He's except working for on getting us a uh, sponsor though. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He's working on getting us uh, some more sponsors. Can it be MeUndies? Uh, maybe. I mean, he did get us a Great Mountain Trail Mix yeah. a few weeks back. Great value. Yeah. Great value. I'm sorry. Yeah. Great value. We got to get that trail right. Mix. Yeah. yeah. Great value Mountain Trail Mix. They're going to take the money back if we say it wrong. So, well, I've already spent it. So, well, then I don't <laughs> Wait, know. You never do. gave us any. Dan got his cut. Wow. <laughs> I uh, invested it back into the podcast oh, okay. for more servers uh, for to, to run system. our algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Uh, well, uh, we're doing we're Zach's, doing Halloween movie for Spooktober. Hashtag the oct is out. The oct is out. Week Get two that hashtag of, trending. We're week two of Spooktober. Yeah. Yeah. And I picked Halloween and I'm, I'm really bummed about it. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. You know, Zach, I'm bummed about it. Too. I uh, I really went through a, like a whole thing with this. I was going to do Beetlejuice, which is my all time favorite Halloween movie. And I why just, didn't you? Because I didn't think it'd be fun to talk about. Okay. I don't know why, but, but I you did. thought this would. Well, I did, I've never seen this movie. Oh. That's the thing. I've never seen Halloween. But I picked... Um, it's a rough time when it's a blind pick sometimes. It is, yeah. Sometimes you end up watching Tombstone, you know? <laughs> hey, yeah. back off, First man. of all, that wasn't a blind pick. He had seen it before. I picked Tombstone. It was a blind pick for Jake. Oh. But I, I picked... Because picked that's one of your favorite movies. And I picked Jaws, which was a blind pick, and it was great. That Jaws worked out great. well, though. It worked out really well. Yeah, so I, I picked... Well, originally I picked Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. And then I watched about an hour of it and hated it so much that I texted you guys and said, I'm switching real quick. So we, I pivoted to Halloween and I'm not much more happy with it. Question for you guys. Do you guys watch them in a specific order? Like, do you like 
always watch your movie first? No, no. Okay. I just, it's whatever I'm feeling at the time. Yeah, same. Yeah, so I think we've mentioned this before, but a little look behind the curtain uh, for our tots out there. Uh, in order to deliver these episodes to you, we actually batch record four at a time. Uh, so that's why Scott mentioned that because yep. it wouldn't make sense. If I thought that we were going to be here on Halloween, giving out candy and talking oh, about was Halloween movies. on a Friday this year. I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's a, a Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's a Saturday. Oh. We typically, unless I mess things up, we release on Thursdays, by oh. the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I never know. So, uh, yeah, so it's all the more reason why you all should really throw shade at me when we are late because I've had weeks to, to edit these episodes, (laughs) 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 but my life is busy and hard and, uh, these guys give me grace. So, you know, you guys can feel free to, uh, to give them shade, give, throw some shade. You like, sometimes it's just, I wake up on Friday and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't think we put that out. And so, I'm like, uh, it's, it's not like maybe. we're on you to do it, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fair. It doesn't really affect, it just affects Dan. He's, his email's getting flooded with fans saying like, where's the episode? And right. He's yeah. Scrambling to try to, yeah, we, we forward all of the, the messages that aren't directed to ours directly. To well, his. no, yeah. it, it's just Dan at Dan dot Dan, right? That's his email. Yeah. 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 So that's the only, <laughs> uh, email address so if you didn't know uh and you uh want to lodge a complaint make sure to send an email to dan at dan.dan or hello at rottenpotatoes.com no (laughs) no that's not an actual email do we have a rottenpotatoes.com we (laughs) yeah dude no way we have a website i don't think i've ever visited it (laughs) i forgot we do yeah we have a website that's pretty cool it's non-functioning right now like uh, well i mean there is a website there it just is the links to uh where you can find the podcast we should sell some merch (laughs) you know what we should sell if you design some merch we can i have some potatoes that are a couple weeks old so <laughs> we could sell so they're, they're sprouting. Honestly, we just sell potatoes. That's not a bad <laughs> merch idea. Some rotten Are you potatoes. allowed to just send rotten food through the mail? <laughs> I don't know. I don't that's know. legal. I, I know it can't cross state lines, so we could do it to people in California. I'm cool with it. We could send. I'll deliver if it. You if, you <laughs> if you buy a potato that's rotten from me, I will deliver it to your house. <laughs> How much are you selling them for? Like $80. Uh, <laughs> at least the cost of gas. <laughs> so if you live further away, then yeah. it's going to be more money. Oh, man. Well, a little bit of just the facts about this movie, Halloween. Uh, this was written and directed by John Carpenter, uh, who I, I think is terrific. I love The Thing. Yeah, uh, I love The Thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which maybe you should have picked that I should have. That was another one I almost picked, but I was like, you know what? Like, how it's we're doing Halloween like I'll pick the movie called Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. And I just assumed it would be really good. (laughs) Well, uh, it was released October 25th, 1978. And maybe to your surprise, the other guys give this a 96%. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Better than face off, better than face off, better (laughs) than young Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, IMDB gave this a 7.8. Yeah. That's pretty high. Uh, this is fascinating to me. This movie costs $300,000 to make. This is the cheapest movie we have ever reviewed. That's crazy. Cheaper than Napoleon Dynamite. Cheaper than Napoleon Dynamite. That's crazy. And the set of Napoleon Dynamite was just Idaho. (laughs) Yeah, it was just Idaho. Yeah. Uh, But this was was a very cheap movie to make. But 
Uh, it did 70 million in box office. So Scott, what's the quick math on the ROI for that? It's about 23,000%. Can I do a little peek behind the curtain? That was not quick math. <laughs> we, we broke out a whiteboard before we recorded. <laughs> and Scott still got it wrong. It's 21,000. Well, I did the action. When you said 20, oh, that wasn't right. That was just got a it. guesstimate. Got 23 it. is more accurate. 23,000%. Mm-hmm. Uh which is insane. That is a very successful movie. In fact, what I've read is that this is the most successful in terms of like that ratio, the mm-hmm. the return on investment, the most successful independent film of all time. Wow. So way to go, John Carpenter. Cause you know, I mean, if the point of movies is to make money, you killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not surprising though. This received no Academy awards or nominations. Uh, I don't think horror really does a lot. So the Academy has a like second set of awards called the Saturn awards. And this won that it mm. won the Saturn award for best horror film. But I think the Saturn awards are like they're maybe it's exclusively for indie films. Like I've seen it come up a few times and it's, it's run by the Academy. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. But uh, yeah, I, I figured you of all people would know that Zach. No, I didn't. Yeah. Can't believe loving you. the Oscars as much as you do. Yeah. You know, I'm a little, I'm, I'm kind of getting off my Oscars uh, high horse. I don't, I don't care about it as much as I used to at one point. Mm. I think I've just been let down too many times. Well, before we uh, <laughs> jump into this movie, uh, and, uh, and kind of go through the play by play. Uh, does anybody have any hot takes or recommendations? You guys have anything? I have nothing. I'm watching star Wars, the clone wars on Disney plus. Uh, okay. Oh, that's no. a hot take. That is a super, it's hot a hot take. take that I'm watching that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're recommending it. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, star Wars fans like that show. Yeah. I'm a huge I, star Wars fan. I hate it. Yeah. Show. You're in the minority. You, well, you think you're better than cartoons is the thing. No, I think I'm better than cartoons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tom I have, and Jerry, yeah. great cartoon. I have Star Wars fr- uh, fan friends that watch that show. I Scott and I tried because everybody has said. I tried too. Yeah. Yeah. And is it like Avatar where the whole first season is for three-year-olds and then it ups its game? Here's the thing is the <laughs> Avatar, the whole first season is still good, uh, but it, it gets more. <laughs> it lost me. It gets more mature as it goes on. Yeah. Avatar is uh, is quicker to uh, to tone it down, but there's also less Avatar. I have a potential hot take. Um, I started watching Shit's Creek. Um, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I watched a few episodes. Of that. Yeah, because people are loving it, and it just won like a bunch of Emmys, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I don't like it that much. Oh, yeah. Wow, I, it didn't I'm, catch me. I watched a couple episodes and I haven't watched it since. I'm only like, I mean, I'm like ten episodes in, and so I know that like that's not like a lot of shows get a lot better after the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least for me, there's got to be something there to like at least keep me through the first season. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I think I'm bowing out. I I've watched it all the way through, but I just watched it. I think this year, maybe tail end a lot. No, it was this year. I watched it all this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I, I'm a Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Super fan. Like I, I mean, think she's hilarious. I love Beetlejuice and she's great in it. I love, uh, I love Eugene Levy. I think he's super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could be part of it is that like, I'm really there mostly just for her. Yeah. You're fans of them. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there for her because I just think her like, she frequently plays these characters and, and does it so well. That's like, 
uh, oblivious to how like toxic she is. Yeah. And she just does it so well. Like, like, like kind of like just, yeah, this like garbage character mm-hmm. that's oblivious to how terrible they are. Yeah. Um, she's great. She's really good. She's good in this too. I feel like, yeah, this is like my least favorite. I think I've seen her. In. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's not for me. I don't love it. Well, uh, if you, if any of you tots out there, uh, feel differently, feel free to, uh, let Zach know that he's wrong. Uh, and you can do that on our podcast or on our podcast. You can do that. You can do that on the podcast. Actually, you can just you can, come in here and yell at Zach. <laughs> you can come in here and yell at Zach. If you want to, if you want to lodge a, a formal complaint, you really can do this. Uh, send us an email to hello at batchpadpodcast.com. Nope. Uh, rotten potatoes. We don't have that email. Oh, so now we're just we plugging do our other have, podcast. That's the only email we have. Mm. Yes, you can send it to hello at batchpadpodcast.com uh, and message or, us on Instagram or message us on Instagram. But if you send us a video uh, or an audio recording, I will play it on the show. If you want to, I don't want to throw shade at us. Pending our, our if listening. If it passes Dan's HR. If it passes Dan's HR, he, everything that goes out has to go through Dan for quality, quality control. So if you get uh, mad at us for that, just yell at Dan. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. if if you send me an audio clip uh and it's non-explicit, I'm going to play it on the on the pod. All so, right. Uh all right, well let's jump into uh John Carpenter's Halloween. I don't think we all gave our feedback on this. Oh, we didn't. No, we didn't yet. Zach, yeah, right. Zach, Zach, you White. kind of explained your yeah, end of things. But, I didn't really say it, why. Yeah. I I just was I was very underwhelmed is what I'll say about this movie. Um, I didn't find it necessarily scary by any means. And I know that maybe what's scary in the seventies isn't what's scary now, but we even talked about loving the thing. And I feel like we could talk about what makes the thing, uh, scary or like at least that we could, uh, what we could understand as scary at the (laughs) time. Yeah. Um, or just what makes like that story compelling. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like this story was not compelling at all. Uh, I was pretty bored. Um, there's nothing about it that kept me interested. I just found it very boring. Uh, Scott and Jake, you were, I'd seen it. You had seen it. You hadn't. So Mm. Jake, what do you think of watching this again? I hated it. Uh, I think like, I, I, I echo a lot of what Zach said. Like I thought it was very boring. I wasn't engaged a lot of the time. And honestly, I know it was a financial success. I think it's a, just a complete failure as a horror. Like, there are movies that I can watch that are old that are that you're talking about the thing or we're mm-hmm. like, we're going to talk about the shining and like, I can see like, okay, this is why people would have been scared. Yeah. And like even now it's a little un, like sometimes a little unsettling to me, but I just feel like it doesn't do that. It doesn't build any suspense. You know, it, it, it just, it doesn't work on any level for me. I think Michael Myers is the most like underwhelming monster in a monster movie I've ever seen. And they mm. like, they do, I think, and I guess we'll get into this in the play by play, but I think like the, the, from the opening, I was like, this is just a bad decision where they put us literally behind the eyes of Michael Myers. Mm. And like so much, I think of horror and why horror is scary is like powerlessness. And like, mm-hmm. right, right then where you're put into the shoes of the most powerful person. And it's mm. like, okay, well I'm walking around and I'm a killer with a knife and mm. I'm going to go, you know, stab some people. And it's just not scary or even tense. I got to say that is a super like I I don't mean this to sound like condescending but like that is a super intelligent like criticism of this. Yeah. 
Yeah, you were saying that, and I was kind of thinking, like, that's a really good point. Like, I had not considered that, but, man, that was that was a really intelligent. You might have actually changed some of my feelings about this movie. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Scott, you were a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, I just didn't realize I was because I was confusing this in my head the whole time with uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I was like, did you is... watch Friday the 13th? No, no, no. I you watched Halloween, this. but I was like, we start, I told Scott like, oh yeah, this is Jason. And you know, he's got the machete and yeah. don't confuse it with Freddy. Cause he was like, which one's Freddy? And I said, that's nightmare on Elm street. And we we're like talking. And then it was like, she says, Michael. And I was like, oh snap. <laughs> this is Mike Myers, not yeah. Jason. And it just like threw me off. I had never seen this movie. Uh, so I was a late bloomer as well, but uh, we'll we'll start with you, Scott. Uh, it was everything I thought it would be, so like I was comfortable with it. Uh, I didn't think it was scary either, um, but I went in expecting it to be a crappy horror film, like I feel like most of them are, and so it met my expectations. So I I, I probably was not as critical as you guys were on it. I think what's interesting though is that like this, I mean, we already saw the scores that it got, like seven point eight IMDb. 96 on the other guys and so i was going in expecting kind of a masterpiece you know like i think if people were like oh it's it's a crappy horror movie you know but it's fun to watch i i think i would have been a lot less disappointed you know shockingly uh i i've had a bad track record uh this isn't the shocking part i've had a bad track record with movies that we've done that were in the 70s i've historically not rated them very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually thought at the end of this movie, I thought, man, that really held up over time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think I'll be one of the higher raters on this one. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it held up. I thought in the, in the genre, which is cluttered with people like with characters and stories like Freddy Krueger and Jason and, you know, all of these like just very like, um, stupid over gory ridiculous you know movies i thought that this was a very like true to john carpenter take on a psychopath uh and so i thought this held up really well i thought this did exactly what i was expecting it to um i felt very similarly with this movie as I did with the thing. Like it's not, I'm not saying like, Oh my gosh, favorite movie ever. Um, but I felt like it delivered exactly what I was expecting. And I felt like what I was expecting was for this to be one of the better of this era of horror. I think one thing that frustrated me a lot about this movie is like, I don't care if, if the logic of the lore or whatnot doesn't make sense, like I'm not going to go into star Wars and be like, well, like how can a lightsaber, you know, it's just like, I I accept the logic that as long as it tracks with the movie and like in this movie we're played, like I can accept that Michael Myers has crazy strength. And like the doctor kept saying, he's like not human, even though I think he technically is human, but like was in a hyperbolic sense saying like, this guy's not human, you know, like he's something else. Um, he's demonic or something. Yeah, exactly. I can track with that. I'm cool with that. But like when, if we have a character like Jamie Lee Curtis, who we're supposed to just know as a normal person, I expect her to operate with, unless like we at some point established that she's super stupid, (laughs) then I can like just 
Except that. We actually go out of our way to see that she's smart. Yeah. And so it's like when I, like, if I'm Jamie Lee Curtis and I see this creepy guy in a mask stalking me, and I've seen him four or five times throughout my day, I'm letting someone know. I'm going to call the cops or something, and the movie's over. Like, you know, she just... What about like if you stab him, would you throw the knife right next to him and then walk about 10 feet away and look the other way? <laughs> There's a lot in this movie where it's just, it felt like if we had smarter characters, this movie wouldn't, it wouldn't I don't have feel, happened. and uh, this is like a legit, like tell me how I'm wrong. I don't know if I've seen a horror movie where, I'll take it back. If you consider Split a horror movie, I don't know if I've seen a horror movie where the victims are smart. That's a good... Uh, like, like I feel like it's very yeah. like, typical of this genre. I think like when you think about, and we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks, but when you talk about like The Shining, where it's not, it's not like Shelley Duvall is stupid, you know, but she, it, but it feels very reasonable to me that she just can't get away. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think to Scott's point, I think that's why pretty much every horror movie, and I, like that's such a broad term to say like horror movie, um, but this particular i don't know what we want to call it but this particular slasher slasher slasher, like yeah sub genre of horror every single one of them it's teenagers are the victims and the reason why is because teenagers are stupid and it's believable that a teenager is going to react wrongly to well there was even that geico commercial where like right fun of it it's like you guys want to go get in that running car and they're like, no, let's go hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> right, yeah. And and the you know guy like pulls the hockey mask back down. or Like that is that is totally like... Mm-hmm. It's, it's just poking just, fun at this genre. It's, yeah. it's just the trope of the yeah, genre. I get that. It's and a reason why I'm not a fan of the genre. Uh, yeah, exactly my point. That's why more often than not, when I do watch a horror movie, I don't like it because the characters are stupid. I think I just... I expected this to not fall into that and maybe it's that classic case of like oh well this is kind of what set the example of that you know and like i more often than not am the one having to backtrack and watch these trend setting movies you know um but i think just when i've seen a movie that's so well revered as this is like i expect it to not be just as bad as all the other stupid horror movies this is the quintessential horror movie i mean it's called halloween yeah you know like (laughs) You just expect more of it. Even like, even though the thing, like those characters are acting reasonably and like pretty intelligently. But they're also adults. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, um, and, and I don't know how much time you've spent around teenagers lately. They are remarkably stupid. To all of our teenage listeners, I'm super sorry. You're dumb until you're like 25. I just feel like me. Wow, like, okay. If, <laughs> if I was uh, 24. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like even that's why I was so shocked by your intelligent, yeah. uh, thoughtful remark. Earlier. I'm taking my service home. <laughs> I just feel like even at, like if I was in high school or any of my other high school friends, if we just kept noticing this creepy guy in a mask following me around town and staring at me, uh, we would say something to someone. You know, I feel like I would have assumed it was one of my friends. Okay, what? then say like, "Hey, did you notice? Like, I think that might be John over there playing a prank on us." Well, she what? did tell. She her did one tell friend. her friend, and then she went to go investigate it, and he wasn't there anymore. And her, and her friend was teasing her, like, "Oh yeah, it's the boogeyman." I know, Ha-ha. but then she just dismisses it, like, "Oh, never mind. Like, I guess it's nothing." Instead of just like, "No, like he was definitely there. I saw maybe like 
it'll happen again or something, you know, like I, yeah, see, none of that bothers me that plus all she was that, in school and she looks out like how would a friend like be, I mean, I guess they could be ditching class. Yeah. But. I feel like none of that bothers me. The logic of any of that doesn't mm -hmm. bother me. The one thing that bothers me about all this logic is where are all of these children's parents? Yeah, they're like all yeah. all the parents yeah. are, and it's Halloween. Like that's a day you go trick or treating with your kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. like be involved. Where did all of the parents go? Yeah, I think the some sick Halloween party. Yeah, like I just didn't. I it that didn't that there was didn't even track a part. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I watched this a few weeks ago now. Like where the doctor is in town. And he's talking with, I want to guess the sheriff, maybe? Yeah, I think it was the sheriff. And the sheriff, doesn't the sheriff say something to the extent of, like, maybe we should get some other guys on this? And the doctor says, like, no, nah, like, no, we don't need to. Like, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But it's like, but you're making this huge deal that this guy is a monster. We should have more guys on this case yeah. instead of just us, like, in our spare time. He, he was, like, like, not wanting to cause, like, a panic and scare him away. It just seems like it's worth a panic at this point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, what they were saying was, like, if he gets scared away, then who knows where he's going to go. But maybe just getting a couple other officers on the case, is that going to cause such a panic? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There was just a few times where, I'm like, I feel like this movie can it could have ended a lot earlier if... People you know what, acted with some logic. You know what I think is the biggest thing for me that bothered me? And they even called attention to it in the movie and did not explain it. They're like, how does Michael Myers know how to drive a car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was six yeah. years yeah. old when he got committed. And they're like, he can't drive a car. He was six when he got here. And they're like, well, he drove away. Yeah. And that was all the explanation they gave. Well, it's like, no, why call it out? They, Yeah, I don't know. They, But they did call it out. And they, uh, the, the guy says, well, I don't know. Maybe somebody here taught him how to drive. I don't know. You know, like. I, I wish, and to maybe go back to Jake's point a little bit at the beginning of the movie, it's like it felt like they're trying to establish some sort of like um, connection between the audience and Michael by maybe putting us in his eyes, but I feel like they didn't do it. Like they should have either gone like a hundred percent or zero, like have us know nothing about him or develop this character a little bit better than you did because he's well, really a non-entity. I feel like, yeah, well, and that was, it was funny that you brought up cause I think you're a hundred percent right. That putting us in his eyes was a, was a mistake because John Carpenter actually has said that he, his goal was to, uh, for Michael Myers to be completely unconnectable and unrelatable to the audience. Like, like that was like, that was his actual goal. Uh -huh. And so I, but I think you're right. I think that in the first scene, he kind of, he kind of ruins it. it. He yeah. blows it. Yeah. He, he, he completely screws up his own uh, goal. So, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like Michael is for the most part completely, like you said, a non-entity. He's almost like the perfect example of like, like um, a central character being entirely deus ex machina like it's just like we i don't know it just happened you know like mm -hmm. uh but he's a central character that's that's yeah that's, like the whole movie's about him right uh so anyway uh well let's jump into uh let's jump into the play-by-play -play. uh we've sort of started to do that anyway but yeah I'm going to need some help. I only remember the highlights and maybe so, if you guys are okay with And the I think that's okay. Let's just yeah, yeah. let's just yeah. hit the highlights. I know it's Jamie Lee Curtis, which interest, interestingly enough, she's the daughter of like one of the main characters in Psycho or one of the, the she's the actress. The of, actress, the girl, the screaming, yeah. the super which was one of the reasons shower. that Carpenter um was uh, hired her for the part and I was reading about how Jamie Lee Curtis at one point um she on the first day of shooting, she thought she did so poorly 
that she was going to get fired. And Carpenter actually called her at the end of the day, and she thought, like, this is it. He's firing me right now. And, and he called her to tell her that he was actually very pleased with the way that she acted that day, which I thought was kind of interesting. Wow. Yeah. But it opens up before then. It opens up with uh, there were, were in a point-of-view shot around a house. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, we find out a six-year-old Michael Myers yeah. who... His his sister had a, a boy over on Halloween, and then he left, and he just walked up and stabbed her. Yeah, and and then goes outside. The parents come home. Michael's parents come home, and he's outside holding a knife, and uh, is completely expressionless about it. Yeah, like you know, there John's letting us know. Carpenter's letting us know that this kid is a psychopath, mm-hmm. even as a child. And uh, then we sort of flash forward to. Uh, a nurse and this doctor, right? That was like the like the the dialogue in here. I thought was just so awful when like when Terrible. she was like, because she was like, oh, I hope they don't let him walk around, and like she was talking about them so degradingly. And then the doctor said one thing about Michael that was bad, and she's like, have a little compassion. Like, Did you listen to yourself five seconds ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, they're on their way to a mental hospital. They get there and something has happened because a lot of patients are just out walking around in the rain. And, uh, somehow Michael had escaped from the mental facility, steals their car and drives away. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, he, and the doctor just is confident. He knows that Michael's going home. Which was interesting. Um, Carpenter actually, like one of the things that inspired him to make this movie was a trip he took to a psychiatric hospital. And he apparently, like in his words, like looked in the eyes of one of the patients who was a child and said that he received like this look of evil that just terrified him. Mm. I guess that maybe inspired Michael Myers. That is... Which is kind of sad. It's very sad. (laughs) That's probably the creepiest part of the movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The thing that you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Michael does go back to uh, his hometown and, and then we're, we're introduced to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, uh, her character's name, who I, I don't remember. No, I don't who remember knows. either. Gonna, we're going to call her Jamie Lee. Yeah, we're going to call her Jamie Lee. Uh, we can call her Toby. How what? about Steve It's better than Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the same joke Scott made <laughs> in Short Term 12. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> I don't. Well... You made it. I thought it was funny at the time. Uh, (laughs) I wish you guys remembered it. Same. (laughs) Don't at all. I hope it got got edited out too. So like, no one It didn't. I listened to the episode earlier today. Uh, Uh, Her name's Lori. Okay. I'm still going to call her Jamie Lee. Okay. Uh, We get introduced (laughs) to her and we find out that she is going to be babysitting a neighbor kid. Yeah. And then the neighbor kid is just kind of afraid of everything. But I think we get some more shots like vaguely of Michael, like around the school. Right. Well, and we don't actually see him that this I think was after, but, uh, because they're walking to school. Oh yeah. And that's at, at after school. Um, but we do see some shots of Michael, but I think it's super interesting. One of the things that I really love is, um, just how hard, uh, Carpenter works to not show his, his face. He shows, I, what I was going to say is I feel like he immediately ruined the terror because he's, he's just showing him standing there, you know, like mask on, like, like not very far into the movie, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes in the movie, we see him and he's just standing there. He looks goofy. Like I laughed when I saw him just standing there and he would just like show up 
And that was another one of the things where it's like, there's nothing, there's no suspense here. It's like, we just, he's just a dude and we yeah. just see him standing there. I agree with you. I felt no suspense throughout the entire movie. And I think that was one of the things that killed it for him. It was just how much mm -hmm. we saw of him before he even did anything. Yeah. Well, but I mean, to think about like, uh, he, when, whenever he shoots, uh, Michael's face, it's from it, all early in the movie. It's from a very far distance, but most of the time we don't even see above his head. But most of the shots that are all of the shots that are close, uh, we just see shoulders down. I feel like there were, I mean, maybe they weren't close, but I feel like there were a fair amount of just like whole body shots and he's wearing that goofy mask, which I think. And, but I those heard, are, those are extreme wide shots. Like he's yeah. very far away. Uh, I heard that was a, a Captain Kirk mask that they painted white. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, that they just found in a costume store. And that's how they made the Michael Myers mask. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be babysitting this boy tonight, and uh, we meet some of her friends that are, you They're know. They're not great influences. Terrible influences. Yeah. Well, something that was really interesting, too, is I guess, like, over the years, people have watched this movie and kind of, because the thing is, is that all her friends, like, they're, they're just trying to get laid, essentially. Right. Um, and, like, people have speculated if this was a way of John Carpenter kind of trying to make a point, like, virginity is like almost like Laurie's superpower um which he dismissed but he said that like if you think about it like all of these kids are um so focused on just trying to get laid that they're so preoccupied with it they don't notice that there's a serial killer walking around about to kill them and Laurie's the only one who that's not on her radar at all and so she's just on a higher alert mm. which i thought was a kind of in interesting point yeah, and maybe uh, leads into some of, obviously she makes some bad decisions too, mm -hmm. but leads into some of like maybe why teenagers, because that's true in this entire, all slasher movies, they're all teenagers, and so many of them are getting killed while they're having sex. Mm -hmm. And it's because like they're they're just not, you know, they're, they're single-minded, I guess. Yeah. Um, these characters. But uh, her friend's terrible influences, and uh, one of them is going to be babysitting another neighborhood kid like yeah. right across the street. right across the street um but you know they're trying to convince her like oh we've got you know we want to go out and do things and she's like i'm babysitting you know um so uh fast forward a little bit we have uh you know michael myers is stalking not only Lori jamie lee curtis but stalking the little boy too that she's going to be babysitting yeah which yeah. I'm not sure. I think he's so they went to his old house at the beginning to Michael's old house. Michael's oh, old house. that's yeah. right. To drop off a key, and, and he I was inside the he house. He was inside, and, and I think that saw was Lori why. and the boy and the boy. So he, yeah, that's why he, he chose them. He's kind of following them around, yeah, and so because he tracks Lori to her school too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, him to his school and her to her school, and and follows them back to the house. But that was the thing that, that I didn't understand. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because there really isn't, I think, much point belaboring some of the yeah. middle of the movie. It's a lot of, uh, like, we got to an hour into it and I was just like, man, pretty much nothing has happened. Yeah. I felt like that, but like it ended and I was like, uh, did anything really happen? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of just uh, character building with three people, but, I guess. But for no payoff. Like, yeah. I felt I, yeah. like when everybody died, I was like, all right. Yeah. 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 A lot of character building for, for very little payoff. But the thing that was interesting to me that I didn't understand is he's stalked Lori and the boy, but they're not his first victims. Mm -hmm. The friend across the street, I think is his first victim. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, her and her boyfriend. Her and her boyfriend. And that the that, one uh the one who's doing her laundry? No. I don't remember who no, dies actually her, first. Her boyfriend never came over. She was going to go get her boyfriend. So it was her by herself and then the two other people came. The two other people came to be alone there. And yep. I think they I think got, she killed I think he killed um the laundry girl first. You're right. In he the car. Her yeah, in the car. In the car. Yeah. That was the first that was the non, first victim that yeah, was, from the opening scene. Yeah. That was a goofy scene for me too. And he just pops out of the back of the car. Like yeah. he knew she was going to get in there and he just chokes her. And I'm yeah. like, this is comical to me at this point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was funny. Cause I don't know if like when we were watching it, I don't know if it was you did. Did we watch this with someone else? Scott, you, me and someone else. Uh, I don't remember. Cause somebody said like, she went to try the door or he went to try the door or something like that. And it was locked. And then she goes to try the door and it was unlocked. And you had mm-hmm. said like, what? It was just locked. Now it's unlocked. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, yeah, cause he's in it. Like, <laughs> but, uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, so I, I didn't really understand why she was the first victim. <laughs> I don't understand I why anything you. happened in this movie that happened. Yeah. You know? It just did. Yeah. Maybe it was, uh, <clears throat> you know, opportunity that he had more opportunity with her than with Lori at first. But I think we're all thinking about this movie too much. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a psychopath that we don't, we're not supposed to understand and have no relation to, so we shouldn't understand his motives behind anything. That's fair. So he strangles her. <clears throat> he kills the boyfriend uh, of the the couple that comes over, yeah. the friends that come over to he have stabs sex in him the, through and like he, impales yeah. him. Also, he had he must have had so many knives because <laughs> he doesn't reuse a knife. He's just stabbing people and leaving it, and then all of a sudden he's got a new one. Well, except then he moved the body and it wasn't there anymore. So he obviously oh did I thought he just walked away and left no because it. that's where Jamie Lee Curtis yeah because he moves oh, all oh yeah he moves all the bodies. and I was like why is there no blood there did he clean it up too yeah <laughs> well he's you know he got a what did he break into oh that like that Halloween store right oh okay I thought it was or like a hardware store yeah, or something like that hardware store just got yeah. cleaning supplies there yeah <laughs> well he got some masks too yeah they said he stole some masks. Um, but then that other the the other scene that was just too much for me was when they were she was talking for so long to Michael under a sheet dressed yeah. like a ghost and she's like come on like bring me my beer like what are you doing and it's like a minute <laughs> and she's just and she's not like why is he doing this right like something's wrong get out right yeah no she she doesn't feel like anything's wrong at all yeah and then he stabs her yeah right. Or yeah. no, he strangles her. I don't. Yeah, he, doesn't. I don't he strangles her. He strangles her with the phone because she manages to call Lori, or she's like on the phone oh, to Lori, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he like strangles her, and and she's crying out, you know, for help, but it's strangled, and Lori assumes that they're sex noises. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but the the little boy had seen Michael carry the first victim into the house across the street. And he says, it's the boogeyman. It's the boogeyman. And Lori, of course, doesn't believe him. The boogeyman isn't real. Just chill and carve a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, And so now that the two friends are dead, um, Jamie decides to, Jamie Lee decides to go over to the house to see her friends or to investigate what was going on. And uh, she walks up into the room, opens, opens a door and finds one of her friends dead. And then, you know, in a closet and then sees her other friend dead, the boy and, uh, and then sees Michael and, you know, something we forgot to 
say didn't Michael go to like his mom's graveyard and dig her body up? Um, just took the gravestone. Took took like the yeah. I think it's from his sister. Oh, it was just the gravestone. It was just yeah because he he put that over the last right. Yeah, it was. It wasn't his mom. It was that. Yeah. Other neighbor girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And then, you know, on the bed is the, the, her splayed yeah, out uh, with the gravestone, which over is her. weird because I, I don't know what that is trying to like. Is it like remorse? Is it tribute? What was that? I think it was tribute. I would guess tribute. That was kind of my, my impression. That was like the only uh, aspect of Michael Myers I found kind of interesting. I remember thinking mm. like, that's a really interesting way. Like, Almost like there's a little bit of like a method to what he's doing, but it obviously wasn't explored. It, oh, there also wasn't much of a method either because he just killed other people after that girl. I know? I think my biggest thing with that because obviously he's very strong. Yeah, uh, like he you know raised that teenage boy up. Yeah, six inches off the ground, and then and that uh, gravestone was at least and then the gravestone. Yeah, I was, but that was my thing was the gravestone. I was like, how the heck did he get that up there all by himself? (laughs) Like, I mean, you have to be you know crazy strong to do that by yourself. Gravestones are heavy. I've never lifted one, but I can imagine. I mean, they're solid stones. So yeah, yeah, it's like a boulder. Um, But Jamie fought him off. Stabs him a couple times, makes some bad hiding decisions. Makes a very bad hiding decision. Traps herself in a closet that's very breakable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he he can break stuff, Mike. And not only traps herself in a closet that's very breakable, but it's not like she's hiding in there, like hiding, like maybe he won't know I'm here because she like... She ties it shut. She ties it which shut. Which is the obvious like, oh, then they're definitely in there. Yeah, like somebody's <laughs> in here. Like I would have yeah. hit in the corner and let it maybe even open a little bit. So it's like, okay, well, they're not in there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a really stupid decision. Um, but yeah, gets a couple of stab wounds into him, falls down the stairs, like... like she probably should have died from that. There was at one point even she's like out in the street running and screaming so loud. And yeah. she runs to a different house. And don't they like turn the light on and then turn it back off again or something? They, well, the like person like the looks suburbs. at her through the front window and like gives her like the eye like, why are you banging on my door? <laughs> screaming <laughs> help because I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. And, and they just like someone looks out and then they just turn the lights off. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> Like what? Like what kind of neighbor is that? Exactly. I, I would just chalk it up to they think it was a prank, a Halloween prank. But I would hope that if I ever was pulling that prank, that someone would just assume that I actually needed help and then find out it was a prank, rather than assume it's a prank and I actually need help. Maybe yeah. that house has been pranked like that too many times, <laughs> and it's the boy who cried wolf. You know, maybe. So Jamie Lee is <laughs> paying the price Lori. of other Halloween. Yeah. Yes, Lori doing it again. Well, Lori's actually it's, the one who did it. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She she pulled that prank several consecutive Halloweens. I know I've done this a hundred times, but I really. Need <laughs> <to decide. laughs> but there really is a serial killer. That's what you said last time, Lori. <laughs> You're not gonna get me again. So she, you know, continues to run away, and he slowly paces after her. Um, and eventually, the doctor shows up. And I don't know why doctors carry guns, but this doctor carried a gun. Yeah, I mean, why have tranquilizer when you can just? He hit talked him with a to bullet? the sheriff about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I have a permit for this." <laughs> okay, <laughs> that that doesn't explain why he. Has yeah, the permit exactly. For yeah, it. but he he isn't, shoots. Isn't like do no harm part of their uh, their whole thing? 
Maybe. I mean, I guess if this guy thinks, like, he's going to come kill people, like, I'd probably bring a gun, too, if I'm looking for him. All right. I do agree, though, Jake. It is pretty flying in the face of the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. It's more like the hypocritic oath for yeah. this guy. <laughs> a, a tranquilizer would probably be better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he shoots uh, Myers several times and he falls out the second story balcony uh, and we see him on the ground. Uh, and then as soon as like we look back, he's gone. Yeah. I'm not clear as to why that's when he decided to give up because obviously he's still like he got stabbed, kept going. And all that stuff. Like, why did he stop then? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it was too serious of wounds. Yeah, the gun's too scary, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't like loud noises. Oh, okay. Like like the monster. In, yeah. And okay. and yeah. she asks the doctor, uh, was that the boogeyman? And he says, yes. And we roll credits. That's such a dumb ending. And yeah. that's Halloween. <laughs> I guess that must have been a thing. I don't want to get too much into the next episode, but like I, I noticed that trend of just like we end these movies very abruptly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of these movies do end very, <laughs> yeah. very abruptly. Uh, That's how you can expect a second one. Yeah, I guess so. Second one starts with the falling action from the first one. Right. The fall. Nice pun. Falling action. It was, uh, it was definitely on purpose. Nice. Well, well done. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any uh, favorite lines or favorite parts? Yeah, I, every one of Michael's lines. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, there was there was really nothing memorable about this movie for me. I think the only th- thing that stood out to me, and it was something that you pointed out, was the movie the kids were watching. Yeah, was this director's movie? Yeah, it was the thing. No, it was uh, the original thing. Oh, because Carpenter's was a remake. Oh, okay. Got it. And I think his came out after halloween i think oh maybe it did yeah maybe he just watched the thing a bunch and he's like you know what i'm gonna remake this while he was (laughs) on halloween on the set yeah yeah the thing uh that john carpenter uh the thing that john carpenter came out with was 1982 got it yeah i think for me there was a lot of i mean laurie had a lot of stupid decisions but the one that got to me was after she stabbed him in the closet and she came out, he was laying on the ground. One, he could have, she could have finished him. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, she threw the knife right next to him and then walked 10 feet away and just sat down looking the opposite it direction. Turned, yeah, turned her back on him. Like, and you, you've already stabbed him multiple times and he's got, gotten back. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Yeah. I would, be, I would have been out of the house and calling the police. Exactly. I think I would have called the police way before this. I don't think I don't think I would have gotten into saying, that situation. Keep, keep everything else. That was a complaint too. I but she did try. I think to call the police because yeah, he cut and all the of a line. Sudden, I he think, got right? super smart and cut the lines. Like he went from this like yeah. character who's like a brute to <laughs> yeah. being someone who's like. Because I remember thinking, like, why did she not call the police? But then I rewound it and saw that she he did cut the line. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part was when uh, they were getting high while driving and then they go up to her dad, who's the sheriff and they decide to pull over to say hi, but they don't want to know they were smoking. She's like, stop coughing. Yeah. And I was like, why did just keep going? Yeah. Roll right through. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I had no real favorite lines or favorite parts, to be honest. I, 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 like I said, I, I think this was exactly what I was expecting, but it's not like I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
um, like personally enjoyed. Any recasts? This movie's already been remade so many times. Yeah, <laughs> just leave Why it don't you just ask Rob Zombie, uh, whoever, <laughs> or Danny McBride? Yeah, maybe yeah. we should have just watched one of the newer ones. Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have just watched Beetlejuice. Probably. And re- can we do writing on Beetlejuice? I've never seen it, but sure. I'll just guess. I'd give it a ten. Okay, I was gonna say like a seven and a half. No, I wouldn't actually. Give okay, it a 10. I was like, <laughs> no. I mean, no, I, I think Beetlejuice is a perfect <laughs> movie. No, that and Glorious. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's jump into. Uh, let's spin up those servers and uh, and we will uh, put this one down in the books. Uh, Zach, let's start with you. What would you rate this movie? Um, I will give this a five point nine really light tombstones <laughs> jake uh i will give it uh four kids impaled on a kitchen knife <laughs> scott i'll give it 6.1 knives thrown next to not quite dead serial killers and uh i'm gonna give this uh 6.9 uh gun carrying doctors All right, well, you guys have heard it here first. Uh, This movie is a 57% on Rotten Potatoes. Thanks, Zach. That's That's really low. Just as a reminder, the other guys gave this a 96%. IMDb (laughs) gave it a 7.8. We gave it a 57. Can we get in contact with IMDb and just be like, can you think about this one again? (laughs) And we thought that this movie was uh, just worse than Armageddon. Zachton. I would rather watch Armageddon than this. I think you need to change your Armageddon. So then I think you need to change your Armageddon score because you rated that a three. I would. I think I've said on the podcast that I would if I could uh, change it. I, I was think maybe too hard at the on end it. of the year, we'll all be allowed to adjust one of our scores. I was too hard on Armageddon, I will admit. Yeah, so this was, it looks like this is our fourth worst rated movie so far. I lied. It's our third uh, worst-rated film. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, worst-rated film at a 27. And then Life Aquatic. Face Off at 42. What was the Life Aquatic? Uh, Life Aquatic. He was in the 60s. Was a 67. Okay. Yeah. Life Aquatic deserved so much more than that. <laughs> I would probably go back and edit that one. I, I'm going to watch it again because I feel like knowing what I'm getting into, I might like it better. Well, what if next year for the podcast, we just watched all of the same 52 movies <laughs> and redid it and see if they change? I love that as a joke, <laughs> and I would hate it if we actually did that. <laughs> as a practice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, make sure to tune in next week where we have Scott's movie. What are uh, what are child's play? Child's play. Uh, so make sure to give that movie a watch. In the meantime, it is Spooktober after all. And now's the time to watch all those movies. What was uh, the hashtag? Uh, the Oct is out. Oct is out. Hashtag the Oct is out. Make sure to share uh, this episode uh, with that hashtag. The Oct is out with your friends, family, loved ones, enemies, coworkers. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Not Mike Myers, though. No, no, no. That yeah. was a big point of confusion for me. Like, I remember hearing people talk about this, and I was like, Mike Myers is in a horror movie? And they're like, no, Michael Myers. I'm like, I assume that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Zach, do you have any uh, final thoughts as we get out of here? Yeah, watch Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice.